Hello and welcome to Baseball on Tap. I'm Ryan Bliss. He's Nate Weir. He's Dan Becker. Today we're covering our predictions for the upcoming MLB season. So we're going to cover division winners, uh, playoff predictions, World Series. If we have time, we'll hit like player accolades, but that'll probably be in the next one. I think this will take a little bit of a while. So, gentlemen, how are we doing today? Good as always. Good yeah, to hear. How's the weather in New York? Uh, a little bit rainy outside. I am not loving this weather. But we we have snow this week in Syracuse, including tonight. So, <laughs> well, for the first time, I think I've ever said in my life, I am happy to be living in Ohio weather and not in New York because we're supposed to have decent weather this weekend, and uh, my Brian Stratton Bobcats are going to be playing ball Saturday and Sunday. In uh, in two game series, with uh, we have a home series and an away series, but I'm hoping the away series gets moved home as well, and we can just stay in Solon the whole time. Perks of a turf infield. Exactly, the perks of a turf infield. You know who doesn't have infield turf infields? Major League Baseball clubs. Let's start with the AL guys. So, uh, AL East. We'll just we'll just work our way across the country. You know, we'll start where where you guys are at in New York. We'll start on the East Coast. Have a little East Coast bias here. Work our way to the West Coast. So, AL East, who we got? Nader? I think safe bet is probably the Yankees. I think they'll once again buy the AL East. And uh, and I, I, I have to second that. I don't think anybody else has done really that much in the division. I mean, maybe Tampa Bay gives them a run for their money. But, uh, I mean, you've got Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore. That's that's who you brought up first, Baltimore. <laughs> who who is left? It's Baltimore, Boston, Toronto, and Tampa. Other than the Yankees, who do you have in that division? I mean, Tampa's the only one that maybe. I mean, Toronto. Uh, I'm a little high on Toronto. I I think they're gonna have a good year. I just don't think they win the division. No, see, I I like Toronto. Like that's it's a it's a good lineup. They they worked hard on bringing in a couple guys this year to to really solidify that. You know they 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 made the pickups of uh, of uh, Springer. You know they added Springer to the outfield. Uh, they picked up a couple a couple pitchers. Uh, Dan Becker, I think you may be familiar with a a man named Steve Matz, right? To try to firm up the rotation, great, but great like if <laughs> if Steve Matz is our off season pickup to firm up the rotation, I, I, they're in trouble, you know? Like, this team's going to score a lot of runs. They got uh, they added Simeon, too. That's the other one that I couldn't uh, I couldn't get off the top of my head. Simeon to play second base and, like, complete that infield with uh, with um, with Bo Bichette at shortstop. Right, that up the middle is going to be fantastic. Uh, they're going to they're gonna score runs. They're going to hit. But outside of, like, Hijin Ryu, I don't think they're going to get anybody out. Like, they've got Tanner Roark. In there right now is like their number three. They've got um, they picked up uh, a Kirby Yates to close at the end, but last week he went down with an injury. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how serious it was. I'm pretty sure it was pretty serious. I'll look it up real quick. I'm, I think they have he's, George Springer starting the season on the injured list too. Yeah, he just went out with an oblique. Like I'm pretty sure Kirby Yates. <laughs> I just looked up Kirby and it brought up that. Uh, the, the old, like, pink video game guy. You guys remember Kirby? Mm-hmm. An 
excellent choice in every Super Smash Brothers game. <laughs> I was I was very confused on what happened there. We'll be doing we'll be doing uh, Super Smash Brothers rankings later. Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> Yeah, Kirby Yates just underwent Tommy John. I didn't want to say it because if he hadn't, hadn't gone undergone Tommy John, I didn't want to like put that jinx on him. But yeah, Kirby Yates just just underwent Tommy John. Uh, he's done for the year. So like now their back end is again up in the air. So I agree with you guys, Yankees all the way with this one. I I think their floor is like making the playoffs. Like I don't think I don't think there's a world where they don't make the playoffs at this point. Uh, and their their ceiling is like World Series champ. Like just coming out of the AL, they get hot at the right time. They've got the bats in there with uh, like the the three, some maybe maybe three of the largest human beings on the planet with Luke Voigt, John Carlos Stanton, and Aaron Judge. Like in the middle of that lineup, hitting bombs into uh, the short porch and right. Like they they could they could hit a combined 150 home runs this year. <laughs> you know, like like just those three guys. Like those three guys. Might out homer some teams. <laughs> yeah, I have seen the Yankees this year described as three oh nine or bust, which is the number of home runs they need to hit to set the new single season team record. <laughs> pretty, pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. That's that's going to be their offense. Like they're going to mash, and the rotation is okay. Like there's there's some pieces. It's it's whether or not they'll stay healthy enough or be healthy enough, I guess, to to pitch because they got some dudes like Corey Kluber, as a guy who watched him pitched for the Indian or the Cleveland baseball team for a very significant portion of my life. He's a he's a dude. Like I don't know if there's anybody I want like holding the ball in a playoff game more than a healthy Corey Kluber. Like the guy was lights out. Uh, Jamison Tyon. Starting, he's not even their starting starter. No, like yeah, Cole, like Cole day, on top. Cole. Yeah, like I, I mean, he's he's a given. He's he's like Thanos, man. He's he's inevitable. Yeah, like, what are you gonna do? You got Garrett Cole on top. Like, there's there's a dub. <laughs> uh, Corey Kluber is the number two guy, and then Jamison Tyon. Uh, Nader, you want to give us some insight into your boy Tyon? Didn't have a great year last year, but he had a shortened season. He was coming off Tommy John. And testicular cancer, which is of course the pirate's luck. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but he was the ace of our staff the whole time, even through injuries. So as the Yankees went fourth, fifth starter, I think he'll be okay. Yeah, they've got him penciled in at number three right now. But I mean, it—that's all, whatever, right? Like they got Jordan Montgomery in there as well, like a like a lefty who I feel like could be like their swing piece. This year, like if Jordan Montgomery's really, really good and he's able to be penciled into that number three spot instead of Tyon, right, or Kluber, you know, like he ends up being like that de facto guy after Cole instead of trying to rely on those guys coming off of injury, that could be huge. Uh, and they've got Domingo Herman coming back this year. Decent pitcher, kind of a shit dude. Uh, like I have trouble rooting for, for guys with, with those kinds of issues, right, like the kind of off-the-field stuff. Uh, but, I mean, you can't, you can't knock the guy's ability to pitch and get guys out. So he's an option, uh, and they've got Severino coming back like midseason, and it, the the story I'm looking at right now says like it's looking like he's going to to beat the timetable to to come back from Tommy John. So uh, if Severino comes back and he's as good as he has been in the past, right? Like that's a that's a scary like one two three. You know, like if you get one of the two Tyon or Kluber healthy, like that's a, that's a pretty tough one two three right there. 
But again, there's a lot of like, eh, if this guy's good, if that guy's good, you know, like there's not a whole lot of sure things outside of Cole as far as the pitching staff goes. But how many sure things do you need when you're playing? <laughs> how many times are they playing Baltimore and Boston? A lot, a lot. And, and how many? And this lineup is not bad. Uh, you you could have a four ERA and do all right. This isn't like yeah. uh, Degrom two years ago, where he has like <laughs> a one ERA and he has a losing record. You know, this team is gonna hit. If you let up five runs, though, you're probably still gonna win a game. Yeah, I think that's well, how they're the, built. And the Yankees can buy depth that other teams can't. So. You know they've they've been good in years. Aaron Judge is hurt, Stan's hurt, all these big names we talk about, and they're still playoff contenders. It's you know ruling them out is nearly impossible. Yeah. yeah. So Yankees, king of the AL East. Let's move to the Central. So that's more my neck of the woods. I'll start off the Central. Uh, I think the uh, the White Sox are taking over the top this year. Uh, just comparing the White Sox and the Twins. I think the lineups are fairly similar as far as, like, I feel like the Twins are going to hit more home runs, but the White Sox are going to score equal amounts of runs, right? Like, the, uh, the, the run production is still going to be there. They're just going to do a little bit more, like, keeping the ball in the park, right? They're obviously going to hit their home runs, but it's hard to, to keep up with the Bomba squad. Uh, have you seen the, uh, the there's, a, there's a picture online, like, representing how big Miguel Sano is? Uh, it's, it's Nelson Cruz is wearing Sano's pants. If you just Google search, right, like, Cruz, Sano pants, it'll pop up, and it looks like, like he's, a, he's a 12-year-old that, like, put on his dad's sweatpants. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, to, to think Nelson Cruz makes other people look minuscule, and Miguel Sano makes Nelson Cruz look like a child. <laughs> I, I, I just Googled him. That is a very, very large man. Very large man. Very large man. So, like, obviously those guys are going to hit the ball out of the park. But I think the White Sox pitching staff is going to top that of the Twins staff with uh, just the rest of the division. The Indians and the Royals fighting for, like, third. I actually think the Royals could could knock out the Indians this year. They have zero offensive production. I don't know if the Indians would score a run all year. I mean, I guess Jose Ramirez will have to hit his his 25-30 home runs. So maybe they'll score 30 runs this year. But like outside of his production, I, I don't see how they're going to score. I heard with, uh, with opening day tomorrow that uh, Jordan Luplo is going to be our leadoff hitter in playing center field. And it just like hurt because Jordan Luplo is a fantastic like platoon guy. I don't want him hitting leadoff on my opening day lineup. So <laughs> nothing against Jordan Luplo. I would have much preferred where uh, where Dan Becker is right now and have Francisco Lindor as my leadoff hitter on opening day, like he was last year. But moving on, uh, the the, the Tigers are <laughs> the Tigers are in the cellar for the Central. Uh, gentlemen, would you like to debate White Sox Twins? Who we got? Where we at? You know, I'm always partial to the Twins. I have no basis for thinking that they might be first, except to disagree with you. Um, <laughs> But you know what? Maybe they'll do it. Well, like they like, always have a they always have a good team. They're they're never bad. It's a good organization. I guess so. Um, what I'm looking at is the pitching rotations, right? Like Kenta Maeda, bona fide stud. Like the guy is the guy's as good as they get. He was a, a Cy Young candidate last year. Jose Barrios, up and down, right? He's got really good stuff, but a little bit inconsistent. 
Uh, number three, they've got Matt Shoemaker, who's just, he's, he's a guy, he's been around for a long time. I'm not sure what the ERA is. I'm assuming it sits around like four, four and a quarter. Uh, Michael Pineda, big Mike, coming off of uh, coming off of an injury. And then J.A. Happ, right, rounding out the rotation. Let's find the White Sox, and I'll give you their rotation. There is always a possibility for injuries. I'm just saying. The Twins roster being opening day, Miguel Sano, Josh Donaldson, Byron Buxton. That's not a bad Nelson Cruz down there. I mean, that's that's not a bad. No, they're, uh, they're going to hit, right? And I'm, that's what I'm saying. Both teams are going to hit. Like the White Sox are going Tim Anderson, Adam Eaton, Jose Abreu, Mancada, Yasmani Grandal. Lou Bob, they got Andrew Vaughn, the the big uh, the big prospect coming up to maybe hit left field. Like Eloy just went out with an injury, but I think they're gonna plug Vaughn in right there, and he's gonna hit. Uh, Nick Madrigal is like one of the the highest contact guys in the league right now, uh, but the rotation is where I think it's at. Yeah, I, I gotta stick with you too, Bliss. I think the White Sox will take the division. Um, you know, and you mentioned Madrigal. I think he's one of the most underrated second basemen in the league. Yeah, dude plays um, D, and he he's like he's a contact guy. Like you just can't get him out. Yep. So I I've got White Sox over Twins for the Central, but I think those are the top two. Um, and there's a definite argument for the Twins, but I like the you know the White Sox got a lot of young names mixed in there. Um, yeah. That I really like. I mean, the rotation of Giolito, Keiko, Lynn, like those three. I think line up pretty well with what the Yankees got going on right now. As far as like to go into a playoff series, like I don't like I don't know. Like they're it's solid, you know, it's solid and they're different. Like Lance Lynn's a huge like fastball guy. Like Lance Lynn throws, I, would, I think it's something ridiculous, like eighty five percent fastballs. He just throws like the cutter, the two seamer, and the four seamer, right? And like he's eighty five percent fastballs. Where Giolito is more like a fastball changeup guy, and he throws like a just a ridiculous changeup. I've watched him get Indians out on it with it for two years now and then Keiko is just a, a good like sinker slider guy right where he gets a lot of guys to ground out so it's not like you're getting different looks or you're getting a bunch of different looks you're not seeing the same guy over and over again and they added Liam Hendricks to close everything down in the back end so I feel like the pitching staff for the White Sox is gonna be what kind of lifts them over the twins they're gonna score equal equalish amounts of runs but the White Sox are gonna give up less just because the pitching is deeper agreement White Sox in the central besides Dan Becker have you been swayed? No. I, you know, Minnesota always uh, comes through with. If the if the concern is Minnesota pitching, uh, they tend to find these pitchers that come out of nowhere and develop them to be pretty pretty good. Randy Dobnak. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm sticking with Minnesota. Sticking with Minnesota. All right. The the other thing, right, is like we're looking at playoff projections. The Twins usually do great regular season. They've lost 18 consecutive playoff games. When was their last playoff game win? Come on, tell me. Er, early 90s when Kirby Puckett was there? <laughs> I don't think it's early 90s. I want to say it's more like the Mauer more no area. 2004. 2004 they won their last playoff game. All right, so 18. consecutive losses is impressive. I mean, That's a lot. You take at least one out of a series. <laughs> nope. 18 straight L's. So, hey, I mean, they're due, right? The Twins are due to, to win a playoff series and make a run. Will it be this year? I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, Central's done. Moving into the West. This is a lot of fun. Uh, Nate, your turn. Take over the West. Where we got? So, I like the A's in the West. 
Um, They took it last year in the shortened season, and I think they're positioned well to repeat. Um, You know, we talked a little bit last time about can the Angels do it, and I think the answer is just no. I (laughs) love watching Trout and Otani, but I don't think the whole package is there. Houston may give them a run. I like the Houston roster, but they took such a downturn after uh, their spy gate, and I don't, I just don't see them bouncing back enough to overtake the A's. Yeah, see, I had it the other way around. I had the Astros on top. Uh, I feel like their their lineup is just so strong. Like the Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez, Correa. Tucker Guriel, like that's that's a top seven that lines up with just about anybody in the uh, in, in Major League Baseball at this point. What I thought might hold them back was again the pitching. I, I like they're not as deep as they used to be, where they had like Granky, Cole, uh, McCullers, Morton, and Verlander, like all in the same rotation, which was just ridiculous. Uh, they, they've still got Granky, but they've got a lot more like kids, like this Christian Javier, Jose Urquida. And Luis Garcia are all like under twenty five and pretty much unproven, but they've got good stuff, right? So like I think this year, like if those guys, if the, all three of those guys come out and lay eggs, right, and they're just awful in their first like full season of Major League Baseball, because uh, two, I think both two of the three or maybe all three debuted last year in the shortened like twenty twenty season. If if they all come out and lay an egg in their their first long Major League Baseball season, I think the uh, the Astros are in trouble. They picked up Jake Odorizzi too, right? Like, which I thought was a, was a decent signing. Is is Jake Odorizzi the greatest pitcher in Major League Baseball? No, right? But he's a Major League arm, which I think is a, a good addition with some of these kids. You know, to come in and kind of show them how to how to be a Major League pitcher with Zach Greinke in there too. So like Greinke, Odorizzi, and then a couple of the kids. But I I don't know. Like if 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 they don't do what they did in the minors. I feel like the Astros could have trouble getting guys out, and then the A's would sneak in the top again. And maybe the Angels, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's safe to rule out Seattle and Texas. Um, yeah, just not competitive. Yep. At least Texas. Seattle's at least going to try. They've got, some, they've got some guys coming up, too. You know, they're kind of young. They, they, they're a little scrappy, you know, those Mariners up there. Uh, they, they usually play decent baseball. I don't think this is their year to, to win the division, but... That maybe a 500 team. Well, um, with, when Ichiro is on your coaching staff, you know you're going to be at least decent. So. <laughs> True. And I, I, I've got to agree with Nate here. I think uh, the Athletics are going to are going to take the West, but I think the Astros take a. I, I think their woes continue. I, I don't think Altuve is going to come come back to play at his his MVP caliber. Um, I, I just don't think the Astros are going to play as a whole that well. George Springer's gone. Their pitching isn't that good. Um, I'm going to say that the Angels take second, and, and I think they do make it into the playoffs through a wild card. Interesting. All right. The Angels is a wild card team. Fantastic. I like it. Okay, guys. So we've went through uh, all the AL. Let's go playoff brackets now. So we said the Yankees obviously are winning. Uh, we said twin. I'm sorry, not twins. We said White Sox, uh, and we said the A's, right? So I'll give you my my playoff bracket because I actually had the Astros over the A's. 
So I'll give you my playoff bracket, and we can uh, we can go from there. So I had Minnesota and Tampa Bay as my wild card teams. Tampa Bay beating Minnesota because obviously the Twins aren't going to win a playoff game. They're going to go 19 in a row. Uh, Tampa Bay would go on to play the Yankees, right? The Yankees would beat Tampa Bay. I had the Chicago White Sox beating the Astros uh, as my other teams in the in the the AL, right? So we've got a Chicago, New York ALCS with uh, the Yankees coming out over the White Sox to go to the World Series. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I had a, I had it slightly different, um, but it was it's really just a matter of me being kind of high on Toronto. I think they over Tampa Bay get the wild card. Okay. Um, win it over Minnesota because I agree Minnesota's going, <laughs> going 19. Um, but then I have Toronto with the upset over the Yankees. Ooh, um, a little bit different. I, You've got the World Series different. Well, <laughs> I I mean, but the rest of it more or less matches. Um, I think Toronto upsets the Yankees, um, but then the White Sox take it and go to the World Series. Okay, so you've got the White Sox in the World Series versus the uh, the Yankees. Okay, cool. I would I would dig a White Sox World Series appearance. I just I just I think they're too young. I think next year maybe is a White Sox year. I think the Yankees are just an absolute powerhouse this year. And if they have any sort of pitching, nobody in the AL is going to keep up. They're going to they're going to walk into a World Series basically. Yeah, we'll see. I I mean, I think the Yankees will take the one seed in the AL. I think it crossed 162 games they almost have to, but the playoffs there's always a little bit more wiggle room and I Playing for the upset with them. Yeah, anybody can get hot. Anybody can get hot. I agree with uh, the Yankees going to uh, the ALCS. Although I would have uh, the Angels beating the Twins uh, (laughs) to keep things nice and consistent among everyone. Uh, And then the Angels losing to the Yankees with... I'll switch things up and say that Oakland will uh, play the Yankees in the ALCS, um, but that the Yankees will win. I just think the Yankees are by far the best team in the AL right now. Okay. So we're we're two Yankees, one Chicago White Sox in the World Series at this point. Cool. Let's go to the NL. Do you want to start in the East or start in the West and work our way around? Uh, let's, uh, let's do it East to West. East to West, just like last time. Right. Dan Becker, you're uh, you're our, our, our NL East analyst. Well, I think the Braves... I mean, it's. I think it's going to come down to the Braves and the Mets. Um, I do think the Braves have a better team, although the Mets, you know, they're not bad. I think they they might have bullpen trouble. I think their defense might not be that great. Um, you know, we'll see how Lindor adjusts to a tougher division in the AL Central. Um, he's going to have to play Atlanta a lot. He's going to have to play Washington a lot. We'll see how that goes. Um, even Miami and Philly are no slouches. So we'll see how Lindor does. But top to bottom, I don't think the Mets are that. I, I don't think they're bad. I think it's going to be a really tight race. I just think that Atlanta has more. Uh, they've been there before. Um, so I, th- I think it, that's what it's going to come down to. That and the Mets bullpen just not being there. Um, so I'm going to have Atlanta winning the NL East. A very close race with the Mets getting the wild card out of the NL East. Okay, I've got I've got Braves on top too. I just think they're they're an absolute powerhouse right now. Like they're so young and so uh, like loaded 
with, uh, with young pitching. Like, the young pitching is really where it's at for the Braves right now. Like, they added Charlie Morton, but guys, like, these, these dudes that they're bringing back are legit. Like, Max Freed, legit left-handed option. He's going to be the opening day starter. Ian Anderson was fantastic down the stretch as a rookie last season. I know it was a shortened 2020 season, whatever, right? Like, for what we saw, Ian Anderson was the dude. Like, he was amazing. Even in the, in the playoffs, too, I think he threw, like, I think he had, like, a one ERA through, like, 15 innings or something in the playoffs. Like, dude was just absolutely electric. And then they're bringing back, like, Mike Soroka's back. Like, Mike Soroka will be back in, I think he threw a rehab start yesterday and looked good. Like, looked like Mike Soroka. So if Soroka comes back and is just as good, like, there's four guys that I just, I don't want to see any day. And then they've got a, a fifth guy to throw out there. They've got Drew Smiley and Kyle Wright kind of fighting for, like, that fifth spot in the rotation. Uh, Kyle Wright did a good job out of the pen last year, so he might be a guy that mixes in there. But, like, even without that fifth spot, like, those are four dudes you're trying to see anytime you play the Braves. And that's not, like, even talking about their lineup, right? Like, (laughs) this top four of Acuna, Albies, Freeman, Ozuna, like, that's not fair. Like, there's, that's no fun for anybody. Like, even their bottom four, like, if you were to go backwards with, like, their bottom four hitters of, like, Pache, who's their uh, their rookie center fielder who's coming up, who's just, like, defensively supposed to be one of the best in the game. And, like, he hit a little bit in the minor leagues. He didn't really show up much last year, but he hit in the minor leagues. Uh, Austin Riley, who is is a, a hot and cold kind of guy right now, I think if he has a big year, right, like, the Braves are almost a favorite in the Major League Baseball if Austin Riley can hit. Because he plays pretty good defense at third. And then Dansby, Dansby Swanson's been six. Like, you could almost flip that lineup over and have a major league base. Like, have a major league lineup that's competitive for most other teams. Like, if you were to flip that lineup over and tell me that uh, my top three guys for the Cleveland baseball team this year were Christian Pache, Austin Riley, and Dansby Swanson, I'd be like, all right, that's okay. I think that, that, should, that should play fine. <laughs> like, I think the Braves are, uh, are just... They're not going to run away because the rest of the division is so good too. Like the Mets, phenomenal, right? Like the Nats and the Phillies, I think are going to be like if they like if if you put the Phillies in the Central, like I think they win the Central, right? Like they like maybe the Cardinals give them a fight, right? Same with the Nats. Like you put the Nats in the Central, like I feel like they win the Central, but they're in the East with the Braves and the Mets, so they're kind of like duking it out for third place right now with the Marlins who are also still very good like like very young very good on the way up trying to do the same kind of thing like the Marlins made the playoffs last year like I feel like this is the division that really could like one thing goes wrong and anybody can win it but I agree like preseason prediction gotta go Braves Nader you see it any different I won't argue with you about the Braves winning that division I think they're definitely the best team in the east um, maybe some disagreements on wild card, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's move to the central. So in the central, I've got the, the Cardinals on top. I just feel like nobody's going to gonna stick with the Cardinals this year. Uh, they're the only team, really, in the central that I feel like tried to get better in the offseason. Like, the, the Cubs clearly were... I don't know if they were trying to get worse, but they, they, they got worse. Um, the Reds, same thing. Like, I don't know if they were trying to get worse, but they got worse. And the Brewers didn't really do anything. I don't know if I thought about the Brewers. I know, I guess I saw some pitching ninja, like uh, like Devin Williams changeups, like over the off season. But besides that, like I don't think I thought about the Brewers at all after they they lost in the playoffs last year. Like I even forgot they were in the playoffs last year. Like, in fact, 
there, there's one team that you completely forgot was even in the division, and it was Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at my yeah, paper but, right now, and I don't even have Pittsburgh wrote down. <laughs> but they're at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that's the you're missing out there because Pittsburgh's about to win both the Double A and Triple A World Series. Uh, are they? Yep, because they sold all their MLB players and now have everybody else's prospects. So <laughs> they have no one to play at the major league level, but the Altoona Curve, look out. <laughs> look out for the Altoona Curve. Good thing they're not in the, in the central. They might have a chance, huh? They might, they might fight with the Cardinals. There, there's a case to be made. Well, I mean, I don't know what, what much is there to say about the central. The Cardinals are the best team, right? Like, they've got a, a pretty solid lineup. I mean, Gold, Goldschmidt, Arenado, DeJong, like, in the middle, is a pretty solid, like, 2-3-4, 3-4-5, however you want to bat them. And Jack Flaherty atop their rotation is just, he's a, he's a bona fide ace. Like, guy's a stud. Like, what are you going to do? He could win a Cy Young this year. Adam Wainwright coming back is a number two or a number three. Uh, and then after that, like, John Grant was pretty good last year. Like, he could have... A, a bounce or like a even a mediocre season and be like a three or four guy and I think they they go ahead and take the the division anyway you know even without like a really solid three and four yeah I I don't really have anything to add to that I mean it's it's the central the Cardinals are the only real baseball team uh <laughs> I mean what what more can you say that 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 division is just not competitive right now I mean the Brewers are okay I'm looking at their lineup right now. They've got, they've got Colton Wong, Lorenzo Cain, Christian Yelich, and Keston Hia, Hiara. Hiara? Keston yeah, Hiara? I'm not gonna, I, I don't want to count out uh, any team that has Christian Yelich on it. But yeah, like... At the same time, uh, I think they're going to be a pretty... I, I don't think that's going to be a very close division race in, like, September or August, even. I don't know. Um... I feel like the Brewers could surprise some people. I mean, Woodruff and Burns were pretty good last year, top of the rotation. They're 3, 4, and 5, are a little shaky, but that back end of the bullpen is ridiculous with Josh Hader and Devin Williams locking games down. Like, if, you, if you've got a lead in the, the 6th or 7th inning, right, you've almost got to win at that point. Like, those guys, are the, they don't give up hits, let alone runs. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like if anybody's going to make any sort of push or any sort of noise out of the central... Besides the Cardinals, like, walking into the playoffs, it's the Brewers. Like, they're the only ones with any sort of shot. I definitely agree there. I could almost see them, like, sneaking in as, like, a wild card team into the playoffs just because, like, they're beating up on, like, Pittsburgh and the Reds, like, for for half of their season. (laughs) Having a really good record because they they, they beat up on on Pittsburgh for for 30 games. You know, they went went 25-5 and or something with Pittsburgh. I have Milwaukee. I have Milwaukee as my fifth wild card over the Mets. Simply because it's quite possible the Reds and the Pirates will both lose 100 games. That's I was looking at the same thing. <laughs> we're we're seeing the so, same things. When you're playing that many also, good teams, you know, like you, it's hard to have a good record when you're playing that many good teams. Yep. And Dan Becker is the most unlucky person I ever met. So <laughs> the Mets, there's no way they can buy a trip to the playoffs. <laughs> Not even Steve Cohen can buy a trip to the playoffs in the NL East. He should have bought the Brewers. He should have bought the Brewers. Uh, no. I'm just waiting for I, I'm just waiting for contract negotiations with like Lindor to just blow up and he just walks out midway through the season. Doesn't like actually start tomorrow. 
Blake Cespedes did last year where he just didn't show up for one day, and then he was like, oh, yeah, I'm taking my COVID, <laughs> whatever it was. I didn't tell anyone. I forgot about that. Cespedes just, like, they put out, like, a missing persons for him. Yeah, like he ghosted <laughs> the Mets so hard. <laughs> but he wasn't actually missing because, like, his family and friends knew where he was. He just didn't show up to work. He told, like, one person on the team that he wasn't going to show up anymore. <laughs> And somehow that never made it up the chain. Oh, yo! How it, it is a travesty you. that that guy's not playing DH for some NL team right now because they like put together like they actually let NL guys have DHs. You know, like he should be he should have a job. What a fun baseball player! He's a lot of fun. If you haven't read the article, I think ESPN put out about him, how he came to the U.S. Fascinating stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He got, like, smuggled out by, uh, by like, a gang or a cartel at one point. I'm going to have to read this. Real weird. Going to have to. All right. I can't wait to read more about Yo being smuggled out by a cartel so he can play Major League Baseball and and hit home runs for the the Mets and throw people out from the wall in Oakland. Well, you mean not playing for the Mets because he was (laughs) injured for so long. How do you rip? How do you tear both of your Achilles? I still don't know. I still don't know. <laughs> Very bad luck. Only Mets luck. Can can you tear both of your Achilles? Especially after the guy. Hold on. I actually did pull up the article. So he defected from Cuba. Uh, yeah, here it's somewhere around here where Cespedes and his mother left Cuba with relatives via speedboat and spent the next twenty three hours traveling to Dominican, where he established legal residency. It was somewhere in there, somewhere between him actually leaving and getting to the, to the Dominican where he almost got like arrested by the Cuban military at one point. Really good article. I suggest you all read it. <laughs> all right. I'll look it up after we're done here. Let's move. Let's move on to the West though. Let's finish this up. We're, uh, we're getting a little long. Uh, the West. All right. Nader, take it away. So we talked last time about how this is a two horse race between the Dodgers and Padres and that, like the Yankees, the Dodgers will likely buy the NL West. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm sticking with that. I feel exactly the same way. I feel like it's it's a two horse race, like you said, and the Dodgers are just too good. Like you did when when Dustin May, who throws a hundred mile an hour turbo two seamers with eight inches of arm side run, is fighting for your fifth spot in your rotation, like <laughs> You're gonna get guys out. Like like David Price won a Cy Young, and he's starting in the bullpen. Like, yeah. you're, you're you're gonna get guys out. You know, uh, so I think I don't know if anybody's gonna 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 keep up with the Dodgers this year. But the Padres have done their darndest to try. Yep, and they'll they'll try to make it a race. It's a small market team with a lot of heart. This this lineup is ridiculous, guys. Like I'm look I'm looking at it now, and the Dodgers are just like. Top to bottom, man. Like, they've got Will Smith, who, like, has caught caught the end of 2019, caught all of last year. Like, if you look at his numbers, like, they line up pretty close with, like, JT Real Muto. Like, <laughs> you don't need that in the Dodgers lineup. This could be a guy that was just entirely defensive. Like, he's, he's just the best defensive catcher in baseball and can't hit. Like, he might, have, might as well not even take a bat to the box. And they'd still be like a World Series favorite, but he's not. Like, dude's an offensive weapon, and he's batting fifth for the Dodgers. 
and it's just not fair. Same with, like, the second baseman they got going right now, Gavin Lux. Like, he's going to be splitting time with Chris Taylor, but he's a kid that came up last year that, like, could be a next, like, star. Like, they don't need that right now, but they have it, and it's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) Not to mention the Will Smith jokes just write themselves. They do. It's low-hanging fruit for this podcast, so I'm not going to get into it. (laughs) We are above (laughs) Will Smith jokes. We're above Fresh Prince of Bel-Air jokes here. <laughs> I mean, uh, again, they, they added the, the NL Cy Young from last year, Trevor Bauer, to an already loaded rotation with Kershaw, Bueller, uh, and Uris, right? Like, it's just, it's just not fair. Kenley Jansen closing it down in the back end, and they've fixed, apparently, Blake Trinan, who was a stud, like, two or three years ago with the A's. Uh, then he couldn't get anybody out, and he went to the Nats, and they, like, broke him worse somehow. And then he signed with the Dodgers, and now he's Blake Trinan again, throwing 101 two-seamers in, like, did, he threw a 92-mile-an-hour changeup the other day. That was ridiculous, like, in a spring training game. A 92-mile-an-hour changeup. <laughs> like, I saw it on, on Pitching Ninja, like, slow motion. Like, you can see his grip. It's clearly a changeup. And it just absolutely runs away from a batter at 92 miles an hour all the way across the plate. And it's like, that's not fair. Why is he a setup guy for the Dodgers? <laughs> Which I guess leads into the question, with all of that talent on the Dodgers, do you have them going to the World Series? We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's, 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 not, uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves, because there's another team in that division that deserves some talking about, and that is the San Diego Fathers. Mm-hmm. I, pretty good. They're pretty good. They, signed, they got this guy, <laughs> Tatis Jr. He's pretty good. I, guys, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I woke up this morning. Tomorrow, baseball season starts. I was very excited, and I bought my Fernando Tatis Jr. shirt. It's not, it's not a jersey. It's not a jersey. It doesn't have his name and number on the back. It's just a nice, like, cream-colored shirt with a picture of him bat-flipping on the front of it. And I can't wait to get it and wear it every third day. <laughs> Look, if they were in the Central, I think it would be uh, more of an interesting conversation. Uh, they just happen to be going up against, like, the Avengers. Um, and Is that, that I, two Avengers jokes or two Avengers references in, in one podcast? Another, have I made another one? I, th- I, made, I made one. I, 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 I said Cole was Thanos earlier. So, yeah, there's two in, in uh, one podcast. Nerds. <laughs> All right. We, we've, obviously, we've hit our quota because Nate is calling us nerds. Clearly. I, I, all right, look, San Diego's good. Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis, Austin Nola. I, it, that's you got the start of a pretty good lineup there. You Darvish pitching like Snell. I mean, this is a good team. This I mean, is a really good team. You you can't forget Denelson Lamette too. He was the, who was there last year and was having a hell of a season before he went down with an injury. Like the dude was 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 unhittable. Like he was fantastic. So he's coming back now. And he'd probably, I would say, he'd probably slide in behind Darvish, like as like a two guy. Like I, I think, I think he had a better season than Snell did last year. Snell had a very good like playoffs, but I think Lamette was having a better regular season than Snell did. So I mean, like the rotation lines up okay. They added Mark Mellencan to the back, right? Who's like, he's generally like fairly okay, but it's not like he's like, like if you throw Blake Trinan at the back of this back of this like bullpen like it's legit like they're set like they're gonna get a lot of guys out and not give up any runs 
I don't know, man. It's it's hard to, to to beat the Dodgers, but I think this is a lineup that like could do it in a five game series. You know, like if they make the playoffs, they at least got a shot. Yeah, it it's gonna be a very interesting season seeing these two play each other all the time. Very interesting. I can't wait. I'm so excited for all of those games. But like we talked about with possibly the Mets. Like let's go into our playoff predictions now, right? So like I feel like we, we, we all say the Dodgers, right, are the number one team. Uh, we've got, it was pretty consistent with the, uh, the Cardinals winning the Central and the Braves in the East. Uh, wild card teams, I have the Padres and then the Brewers because I don't know if you're going to get two teams out of the East because the whole division is so damn good. Like, they're all going to beat up on each other the whole time. And like the the Mets might be a an eighty win team because it's it's hard to beat the Nats, the Phillies, and the Marlins that many times. Yeah, I got the, I got the same you know rundown in the same order. You know, Padres is a definite wild card, and I'm putting Milwaukee in there. I, the NL Central is bad, and it's gonna make Milwaukee look good. Shame on you for not having the faith. The Mets are going to the playoffs as the first, as the, the probably the second wild card team. Padres over the year, and they're not in a very good division. But I, I do think it's going to be Dodgers, Cardinals, Braves, Padres, Mets. All right, all right. Well, I have so whether it's the the Brewers or the Mets is that second wild card team. I have the Padres knocking them out in the first game anyway. So I've got the Padres over the. Uh, over the Brewers, I think Padres and Mets would be a fantastic wild card game. That might have like higher ratings in the World Series. <laughs> I think that would be a lot of fun. Put like Fernando Tatis and Francisco Lindor on the same field. Like that's oh, that's so much fun. I kind of want that to happen now. But I've got the Padres beating the Brewers, and then just like a series with the Dodgers and the Padres that like they've been practicing all season long. Like these guys are gonna play each other. I'm not sure how many. I think it was like 18 times or something like that in the regular season. And then I think they're going to play for another series in the playoffs to, to, to go to the uh, the NLCS. And I just don't know if the Padres are there yet. Uh, my other two teams, right? So we have Atlanta, Seattle. I'm sorry, Atlanta and St. Louis. Then on the other end, uh, I think the Braves beat the Cardinals. Any Anybody disagree? So far, we've got the same bracket. Me, me and Nate just on the same page. So I've got NLCS Dodgers Braves, just like last year. And I think the Braves complete it this time. I think Charlie Morton is what it takes to top the Dodgers, slay the monster, and go into the World Series to face the Yankees, where the Braves win the World Series in five games. Revenge for that uh, 98 World Series, 99. Revenge for all the entire nineties because those Braves teams, <laughs> Brave teams should have won way more World Series than they did. Yeah, those were those were some good Braves teams too. Again, that pitching staff. Oh yeah, yeah. There's an argument that was the best rotation ever. The nineties Braves. Well, anyway, what do we got there? What do we got? Yankees, Yankees, Braves. Nader, you had the Dodgers in the end. I almost sure you had the Dodgers in the end. Nope, I have I have the exact same NL bracket. No as you, way, including. Including Atlanta winning the World Series, although I did have the White Sox there over the Yankees. Oh, that's right. I forgot you put the White Sox. But 
Otherwise, my NL bracket is perfectly aligned with yours. We're, we're, we have some differences in the NL here. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Padres, Mets. I think if you give DeGrom one game, <laughs> I think he wins. See, the problem is I don't think he's going to get that game. I don't think he's going to get that game. He's going to have to beat the Braves in the division. Like, he's going to have to beat the the Braves to win the division to get into the playoffs. I don't think that's going to happen. He's the best pitcher in baseball. He is the best pitcher in baseball. If he could pitch every day, they would win. (laughs) That's probably true. (laughs) I think the Braves, because I think the Mets get in. I think in a one-game playoff, the Mets beat the Padres. And then it's... Dodgers, Mets, Braves, St. Louis. I think the Braves beat St. Louis. I think the Dodgers do eventually beat the Mets, but it, it's going to be close. I think the Dodgers beat the Braves, and I think we have a Yankees-Dodgers World Series. Boo. Yeah, boo. I don't even know if I want to watch that World Series. Boo. I'm not, I'm not making it for the ratings. I'm, I'm just speaking <laughs> the truth. <laughs> Who wins? Dodgers. Yeah, I think the Dodgers have a much better team than the Yankees do. I don't think the AL as a whole is that good this year. I don't think so either. I think the the NL is the far superior division. Which which has not been the historical trend. No, it's usually been AL teams on top. It's it's been a Yankees Red Sox heavy sort of uh, Mm -hmm. sort of league. Which when you look at the individual players in the AL versus the NL. I kind of get the feeling that the AL should be better than it is. I mean, you have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout and Anthony <laughs> Rendon on the same team, and that team is not good. That team is not good. <laughs> if, you, if you were to put the, the Cleveland baseball team's pitching staff on the Angels, you have a World Series contender. Like, if you were, like, Frankenstein and put it together, right, like, that World Series contender right there. How's uh, How's the... Pittsburgh AAA team's pitching staff. The Angels may come raiding them. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Pirates will inevitably be selling at the trade deadline to all the AL teams that need help. So, <laughs> well, all right, guys, we have done it. We have worked all the way through our MLB projections, uh, our playoff projections. We have two Braves winning the World Series, one Dodgers. We have all our division winners. I've got it all wrote down. We'll see where we end up, how close we are at the end of the season. I, I feel like right now, like I feel like this is pretty close to where things will end up, but you never know. Baseball's a funny game, you know? The ball, sometimes the ball bounces your way, sometimes it doesn't. I feel like we try to jump on another one this week and get our, uh, our postseason accolades for uh, players and then just like some other fun side bets. So maybe we'll jump on some side bets for the next one. Uh, thank you all for joining us. We've had a great time with this baseball on tap. We'll have another coming up. In the next couple days, maybe next week, who knows? We're busy, guys. We'll see. Thank you, gentlemen. Nate, Dan, appreciate it, as always. It was a pleasure. Oh, always happy to jump on. Yeah, and let's grab a drink next week and chat. Let's do it.